Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is episode five. I'm your host, Liam Horsley, and I'm joined by Mr. Muggs NFL himself. Patrick, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, all good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Kind of, kind of recovered now from uh, free agency. All the, the, the woge bomb like notifications that we get NFL style have, have dried up a bit now, haven't they? So. Yeah, but then we were treated to quite a couple <laughs> of blockbuster trades, which was nice. Yeah, nice Friday afternoon news dump last week, just to get everyone ready for the weekend, which is cool. I think that was like the exclamation mark, really, wasn't it? That we're we're finally in draft season now. I think. Yeah, we're ready to go, aren't we? Definitely. Yeah, I saw even the casual fans that maybe don't love the draft. Like I know you love college football. Uh, I love the draft so much. We've even done work on it outside of this for for analyst companies, and um, I think that's one of my favourite things. But some people aren't too keen on it. But when you see a huge trade like that, and there's QBs going to be involved, I think almost the whole world watches. And I, I saw a lot of UK people kind of tweet about the draft that maybe don't, which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, definitely. And your team was involved, which we'll uh, talk about in a minute. So maybe yeah. you're happy or sad, we'll see. <laughs> uh, so plan for the episode, we'll discuss those two huge trades in depth and, and maybe who we think might make another trade uh, and if anyone will make another trade come draft night or a bit before. Uh, and then we're going to go on to talk about our team needs. So we're going to do AFC today and then NFC on our next podcast. And we'll just briefly discuss what sort of, I guess, what sort of areas teams need to improve on and then maybe some sort of prospect slash round options. For example, if you need a QB, you're going to have to take one in round one. You're not going to wait till round three, I don't think so. We'll go through all that. But let's start with the big trade then and get your reaction. What was your kind of initial thoughts when, when the message popped up on your phone you saw the trade? Were you in complete shock? So I was actually on my phone as Schefter came through. But do you know what my initial reaction was? That I'm not going to get caught by retweeting it. I'm going to check Adam Schefter's name exactly. <laughs> so once you've had 30 seconds of going through that, then it was like official. I was like, wow. I just couldn't believe it that the was the trigger was pulled a month out. Yeah, that that was kind of my reaction actually. A little bit earlier, isn't it? Than most trades normally, the week before the draft, it all gets a bit mad, doesn't it? But this is what it was nearly five weeks, wasn't it, pre-draft where the trade was made? Um, and I know a 49ers fan, and I sent him a message, and he was like, "I said new QB in San Francisco," and he was like, oh, "Who have we signed?" And I was like, "What do you mean, who have we signed? Have you not seen the trade?" And he said, "No." And he looked, and he was like, "Oh my god." And he was buzzing then. I think the whole Twitter kind of reacted the same, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. It made me think, actually, after a couple of minutes, thinking, well, they must have offered that deal down the line. So, obviously, Jags and Jets have said no. So, that tells you that the Jets are going Zach Wilson, right? Yeah, there was a couple of reports afterwards, actually, about um, did they offer it to the Jets? Um, or did Philly, was another question, that Philly wanted to go to three. But they checked up on Jack, uh, Zach Wilson and the rumours were that he won't be there at three, which tells you that he's obviously going to go at number two. So that's why the Eagles didn't want to didn't want to trade up to three. So let's get into the actual details of the trade we're talking about. So we'll start off with the first trade. Uh, the Dolphins, who were picking number three with the Texans pick, they traded the number three pick to San Francisco for number 12, a 2021 third round pick, so this year, uh, the first round pick in 2022, and then a first round pick in 2023. Let's start there. In terms of compensation for Miami, uh, were you impressed that they got that much? Because it is a hell of a way to go all the way from 12 to 3. Yeah, it is. It's a long, long way, isn't it? But no, I think the Dolphins can be pleased with what they've got. I think, I think I've discussed it a couple of times. That number three pick seemed like a little bit of a luxury for the Dolphins. So, I mean, a month out, they've been able to retool for future years as well. No, I, I, like, I like it for the Dolphins, actually. I think because... 
got a good roster already and they just don't think they needed the three pick unless they were desperate to get Sewell from Oregon. I just don't think that they just needed that pick. So, yeah, I like it for them, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other factor to all this that we won't go into too much depth is obviously Deshaun Watson looking like a trade is less and less likely, to be honest, for me. Uh, maybe that was the idea for the Dolphins, because if you're training away from Tua, who's obviously a young QB, you want kind of a sure thing, almost you can get, and they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and I think Deshaun Watson was the next best option. And the fact that maybe that was not available, the Dolphins thought, right, we should stick with Tua rather than just gambling on another young QB that might take a year to learn. So I think it works for them. But what about San Francisco? Do they give up enough, too much, or, or just well, about right? Thing? Well, I mean, it's a lot to give up, isn't it? But once you've identified what you want to do, because, I mean, I saw they came out on Friday, I think it was uh, John Lynch, and he said, you know, we're happy to take any of the three quarterbacks. They know very well that they're not going to get two of the three, are they? They're not going to get Wilson and Lawrence. So yeah. they must have their eyes on a specific player, and I just don't believe that that's <laughs> Mac Jones, like everyone's come out and said. And they even hinted at that it was Mac Jones, wasn't they? They yeah. did. They said they wanted to, didn't want to show their hand before the trade or whatever, but I don't think they give all that up for Mac Jones. I don't believe that that's the guy at all. Yeah, that's a good point. That's probably the best place to go next with the trade. The value is great for the Dolphins. I think, to be honest, if you want a QB for the future, the 49ers had to spend this much, but who will they pick? And you kind of alluded to it there, that Mac Jones is the rumour. I know Chris Sims, who's friends of Carl Shanahan, mentioned Matt Jones, Daniel Jeremiah on the podcast last week has now also said that all the people he trusts in the NFL are saying that it is Mac Jones. Are your thoughts that it's a smokescreen so they can pick yeah. whoever they want to pick? But why would you do a smokescreen when no one can pick in front of you? You know, As a third pick, no, no one can take Fields or Lance from you because it's obviously your choice. But do you think they're just adding a bit of drama for drama's sake? I'm not sure. I just don't think that... I understand that if they've identified Matt Jones as the guy, then that's it. But I don't think he needed to move up to spot number three for it. I think that's probably abundantly clear with Lance and Fields in there already. So that tells me that... I mean, John Lynch, he's done really, really well so far, hasn't he, for the 49ers? So I just can't see him packaging all that up to go to three to get someone that you know that you could probably get. Certainly where the Eagles sat at six. Yeah, yeah, that was my thought. I I just don't think it's going to be Matt Jones. I've just (laughs) just got that in my head. I think it's going to be Trey Lance. But, you know, I I mean, like everyone, all the insiders are saying it's going to be Matt Jones, but we've got a month yet, haven't we? Yeah, most insiders are saying it's going to be Matt Jones, but also most insiders and analysts are saying that the other two QBs are better players for the future yeah. so kind of you can kind of mark both boxes then because if they do pick fields you can say oh well it was a lie they're going to pick fields all along i think fields is better so some some analysts are kind of ticking both boxes there i guess but in your opinion then we're going to do loads of draft episodes before so we'll talk about the players in more depth but in your opinion who is the, the i know you just said who you think they might pick but who is the best fit and do you think they'll keep jimmy g for this one year to play like alongside that young qb well, uh, they did say the other day that um, Garoppolo's our guy this year, but that's exactly <laughs> what happened in Arizona, right, two years ago. Those words haunt uh, Josh Rosen to this day still. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if he can get a good offer for Garoppolo, I mean, they probably 
let him go, to be honest, wouldn't they? If they could get maybe a, a two back for him, I'm not sure that you would get a two, perhaps a three, but... Yeah. They, might get, they gave up a three, didn't they? So you might get a three back for, yeah. for Garoppolo, I think. But yeah, as, carry far, on. as far as what I've seen and what I've read, I think Trey Lance seems to be the best fit in with Shanahan. I'm just, I'm just not sure on his, obviously, he said, I think he only played 17 starts, was it? Obviously, yeah. Yes. So, but I just expected him to be the guy for the 49ers with Shanahan's scheme and yeah, I'm, I am surprised it's, uh, the, the stories of Matt Jones coming out, but I personally can see it being Trey Lance. I think he fits the best in there. Yeah, I would pick, and I know a lot of Ohio State kind of haters don't agree with their, their prospects at QB, especially after Haskins failed, failed as bad as he did. But I, I would go with Fields if it was my choice, if I was, um, if I was Kyle Shanahan and I was kind of making that pick. Because they do say that the coach Shanahan does have the final say with the roster players. Uh, so I would pick Justin Fields, but I just can't ignore this the Mac Jones rumors at the moment. I think that might be who they go with. And if they if they go with Mac Jones, I think they do trade Jimmy G, like we said. But I think if they pick Trey Lance, like you suggested, then for me they have to so they have to trade Jimmy G if they get Mac Jones. If they get Lance, they need to keep him for a year because I don't think Lance has played enough high level football yet. And I think for the future he'd be great. But I would sit him for a year like KC did with with Mahomes and the Alex Smith situation. I think. Yeah, I mean, I did have to laugh as well yesterday at the. I'm not a massive uh, pro day guy, but when he he over, he overthrew a couple of receivers, didn't in the camera pan to Shanahan, starts shaking his head. Yeah, and he's like dipping his head and got Belichick like shaking his head, and I did have to have a little wry smile at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at the pro day yesterday as well. To be honest, I actually watched some of it live, and I was thinking. Look, I, I, I'm no Cam Newton in terms of uh, physical specimen, but I looked at Matt Jones thinking, God, it's just not... For me, I know I'm biased, I'm a Holmes fan, so maybe I'm spoiled, but I just looked at him thinking, God, he's not athletic enough in the modern-day NFL. And I know they made him... I don't know if you saw it, but they ran like a veer option when Najee Harris threw the ball back to Matt Jones on the pro day for the last play. Oh, I and didn't see that, no. Yeah, they did a play at the end where he kind of veered it off to... Uh, to Harris and Harris pitched it back over the top and Matt Jones scored the touchdown and it is honestly like watching I don't know your mates at college just throwing a little football around because <laughs> when he caught it he just looked so unathletic and I was like oh, no. I know he doesn't catch it obviously being a QB but I just thought this guy cannot be the number three pick but I don't know I just think I think he might be I'm a big fan of um, Chris Sims who, who mentioned it and I think that there's no smoke without fire unless they've almost asked him to to kind of say that to lie because he is friends with Shanahan, which we won't know till draft night, but there is a lot of rumours. But uh, let's move on and talk about it from a Dolphins uh, perspective then. So they trade back up, uh, back back to 12, obviously, with the 49ers, but then they trade back up with your Philadelphia Eagles to six. Uh, just initially for them, do you think, do you agree with me that they're just going to pick the best weapon available to pair with Tua, and that's kind of why they want to go back up? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to pick at six, who probably what they would have picked at three. So it's... Yeah. They've just got that extra value back there. And now I think what they've done is really clever. I think they'll end up getting Chase or Pitts, to be honest, to give themselves a, a premium weapon coming out, coming into this year. I think what they've done is really clever, actually. That was obviously all ready to go because the Eagles, I mean, they announced the trade themselves. So that was, I think it was about 20 minutes later. So yeah, that it was. <laughs> all ready set in stone, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. That's what makes you think that a lot of offers were sent around to the Jets and to the Jags as well, because 
it seems like these have been discussed in length to me with the amount of detail, especially the Philly trade. Like you said, they treat they tweeted out all the picks involved within 18 minutes of the first trade. So it's like, yeah, yeah that that was pre-planned for sure. Um, for me, though, there's a lot of rumours this week that the Bengals are going to go with Jamar Chase because basically that's what Joe Burrow wants. Uh, and I don't disagree with that prospect, but if that's true, then at six you get the choice of, of Smith and Pitts, basically, or you can still go tackle, probably, depending on what Atlanta do, obviously. But Yeah, Atlanta's a real wild card in there now, aren't they? But they're going to get a premium player at six. Do you think Sewell, if he falls, is an option, or you, you kind of go along with my thought process that they're just going to go with a weapon just to pair with Tua? I mean, I mean, it's quite crazy, isn't it, really, that how far how far is he going to fall? Because, I mean, <laughs> you could just say he's actually could be the best player in the draft, maybe behind Lawrence. So, yeah, it's, yeah how far is he going to keep slipping down? So, yeah, it would be, I mean, it's not a bad pick, is it, at, at uh, six if you can get him, but I just think that they're going to get a weapon. They were so devoid, weren't they, last year? Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, I know they've got Will Fuller now, haven't they? Yeah, they got Wilfer, obviously. Devontae Parker's still there. Preston Williams. Uh, Mike Kosicki, tight end. But I still think they add one more weapon, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if you got Pitts in there with Kosicki, I think that's a, that's a great tight end room. Yeah, my opinion is, if I was a Dolphins fan, I would have just done the first trade. Um, I I wouldn't have wanted to give up that future first because you never know what's going to happen with two. It might not work out. And if you've got two firsts every year, uh, sometimes three, you can trade up for the next quarterback, you know, Spencer out there, whoever it is, uh, next year, and then the Clemson quarterback again in two years. Um, I would have kept that pick because at 12, I'm pretty sure Devontae Smith or maybe Rashawn Slater is going to be there. So you're going to get the be- second best tackle or the third best receiver, you know, if you stay where you were. So I wouldn't have done the second trade, but they've got so many picks that they almost saw it as a luxury, I think, to come back up. Yeah, they felt like that they could just give that up to get probably the player that they wanted. So, yeah, I think I like it for them. It makes sense. But obviously, you are an Eagles fan, so you're involved with this trade in another way. You get, uh, so you get, was it number 12 this year, number 123, which I believe is a fourth round pick. Uh, and then you get a first round pick next year as well. From the Dolphins, what are your is that the Dolphins pick you get next year? Or you get the 49ers pick next year? No, it's the Dolphins, so they would hope worse, but you never know, depending on who 49ers get. Yeah, uh, as an Eagles fan, then obviously you've lost a chance now, you're not going to get that chance to pick one of the best weapons. There's probably no way Sewell really falls. I think Waddle could be there, like I said, I think Slater could be there. Defense is definitely going to be there, corners are going to be there. What are your thoughts on the trades in Eagles fam? Would you, would you rather have just stayed and picked the best weapon or are you happy they added more picks for the future? Just as a fan, the, your first reaction is, you're, I was sad for about 30 seconds that you're not going to get <laughs> premium players coming out of the draft. But after 30 seconds, I was like, the Eagles have probably like the most untalented young roster in the league. There's no young talent at all. So getting the extra first makes sense but I mean that comes with a massive but as long as they don't package those picks up for something down the line I would prefer them actually to add in well depending how Jalen Hurts gets on but I'll prefer them just to add in next year a couple of extra first round talents and really get the roster back youthful because it's really old and sagging sagging roster it just needs an influx of youth to be honest so I'm quite happy with the trade I think um, I think they'll probably go D 
defence unless Waddle is there. So I think they're going to get maybe Farley or Sertain or I would like Micah Parsons as well, linebacker, and I really like him. So I'm yeah. defensive linchpin, to be honest, at pick 12. Yeah, I think Farley will be there for sure after that back surgery that he's just had. I know it's only a minor procedure, but people panic about stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be there. And the more QBs go in the top 10, which I think could be five now, the more the more defensive assets are going to fall, which is only going to help you. Yeah. yeah on my on my Eagles notes, I wrote down uh, Eagles trade trade back to twelve, and then I put uh, they're trying to fill out an older roster that's not very good. Sorry, in brackets, sorry Patrick. <laughs> or are they plan on collecting assets for a major Deshaun Watson trade or trade for the first pick next season? That's that's my thoughts. I agree with you. There's a chance next year they could go crazy and trade for, for either a current QB. I know, obviously, Sean Watson and Russell Wilson may still be on the block then. Or they could trade up for the number one, two or three pick if they like one of the QBs next year, I guess. That, that's another option, isn't it? Uh, the thing for me is I'm not even sure that they'd wait till next year. <laughs> they just do, oh, it and do it. I, think, I actually think that package that they've got now with the picks next year and the, well, the Colts is probably going to be a first round for Wentz. I think that, that haul already could be good enough to get Watson with all what's going on with him, but the fact that would you actually want to do it, the answer should be no. <laughs> but um, I'm not ruling out Howie Roseman doing that at all. As, as, a, as a fan, are you kind of Jalen Hurts for this season and next season then? And then kind of review it after you've spent the picks? Is that your current kind of view on the whole thing? See, just want to see really how he gets on this year. He only had four starts. I just need to see more out of him, whether he can be anything better than just a B plus guy. If he can be top fifteen, that'd be I'd be I'd be pleased with that for a couple of years and then reassess there. But the the whole roster just needs the influx of talent. So I'd be happy to at least pick two out of the three first next year if you want to package something up somewhere down the line, which I'm sure that they will. But mm-hmm. but the the thing is the the quarterback class next year is not slated to be that great at all so I don't want them falling in love with someone like <laughs> Sam Howell maybe from North Carolina and packaging up three firsts for him and it's just like please just don't do that well, like, I'm, I, I irrationally love Spencer Rattler but I don't know if that's just because of the Netflix documentary QB1 yeah, uh, and if you yeah. <laughs> and if you've seen his series, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I just think he's because <laughs> Fields is in that as well. I just think that um, Rattler's a legend, so I wouldn't mind that trade. But like I said, I'm not an Eagles fan, so uh, in, like I said earlier, in the future we're going to do a, a mock draft or two. But at the moment, just say that the major weapons are gone. Obviously, Pitts, Sewell, and uh, Devonte Smith—they're all gone at twelve. But everybody else is, is kind of available because the QBs have gone. Who would you like most at 12 right now? Just I know we're way away, but right, what's your thoughts right today? Uh, it'd be really hard to pass up uh, Jalen Waddle. Cool. Uh, but oh, I would like, a def- like I said earlier, like a defensive linchpin would be great. But uh, I find it hard to pass up Jalen Waddle. I think Hertz and Waddle know each other as well. When they recruited to Alabama the same year, I know he didn't. Yeah. Because yeah. I know he transferred out, didn't he? But Yeah. All right, well, that's those trades. And in terms of other options, we just wanted to briefly discuss, do we think there'll be some more trades? So one, two, three, we're pretty sure now is going to be a quarterback in whatever order. We don't know. If I'm honest, I think if they pick Mac Jones at three on the night, 
I think everyone's going to be clamouring to trade again because there'll be two real good weapons there for the QB room. Atlanta at four is the, the first team I want to ask about and then probably Detroit at seven. Let's start with Atlanta. Do you think there's a chance they take a QB? Because I know they've restructured the Matt Ryan deal, but a lot of people say that they had to do that anyway just to get cap space. So that was almost going to happen regardless. Or you in the camp that it looks like they might give Ryan two more seasons. What are your views on them trying yeah. to do isn't his dead cap hit like ridiculous it, just for the next two years? So it makes it kind of impossible, doesn't it? To... Yeah, you'd have to sit him basically or trade him and just take the cap hit, almost like the Eagles have done this year, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's now kind of the most intriguing pick, really, because you, you actually don't know what they're going to do. Let, if, I mean, if Matt Jones goes at three, if I'm the Falcons, you you want those calls coming in, don't you? Yeah, definitely. You want you get, balls coming in. You want you want Carolina coming in because then you don't go back to eight. And, and you'd get the same offer, wouldn't you? Basically, that that yeah. they just got because it's more time sensitive. You've only got literally however many minutes. What fifteen minutes to make a decision? Then, so I think you can ask for even more potentially. Yeah, I mean, if you're Atlanta, then then what do you do if you if you decided to not take a quarterback? What do, what do you do really? It's, I mean, there isn't a defensive player really that you would take at four just because of the value. And then, so what are you going to do, Saul? I mean, it's not going to excite the fans, is it? It might. It's not going to give Ryan anything extra, is it? To to, no. to win with in, for two years. No, the kind of analytics model, if you look at like PFF guys or any of the kind of over-the-cap data guys, it's basically you have to pick a QB at four or you have to trade back because it's not really an effective way to build your team to pick a player there and to not take the trade if you don't want a QB. So if they don't want a QB, they should trade, but it wouldn't shock me if they got enamored with Pitts, to be honest, to go kind of uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley as your wide receivers and then Pitts as your tight end with Hayden Hurst as the kind of blocking tight end, I think. I think they could do that, but they should trade. And if they do trade, who 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 are your main candidates? You just mentioned Carolina, but are there any other teams that spring to mind? Yeah, Denver as well, because I mean we'll talk about the needs in a little bit, but they're the main real AFC team. Obviously, they've got Locke, and what do they know? What do we all know about Drew Locke? I'm not even sure. <laughs> He's it, bad. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just. Are they going to sit there and hope for the best at nine? I'm not sure that they, they can afford to do that. So, with uh, it all depends, does it, on the 49ers? Because if they do take Mike Jones there, it's just going to completely blow up the rest yeah. of the top 10. I think if they ta- take Mike Jones at three on the night, Carolina could actually maybe stay put. Um, because if you think about it, there'll be two QBs left. Uh, it looks like the Bengals are going to stay and pick Chase or Sewell. Will Miami do another trade back from six? They may do. It could be the clever thing to do, you know, wait till the day at six and then trade back again to nine. And you're still probably going to get one of those players, I think, at eight or nine. I th- still think you'd get Sewell, Chase, Smith, Waddle, or Pitts at, for sure at, at nine, if they did that. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. You're getting that at nine, aren't you? But I don't think the Lions at seven are clever enough to do the trade. I think they're just going to pick someone. They could even pick a defender, to be honest, which is just very Lionsy. But I think they'll stick. So if they do pick Mac Jones, there could be a chance you could sit at eight and just wait and maybe risk getting your QB. But 
how many times have we said in the podcast so far that David Tepper is not the man to sit back and, and not do something, I don't think. Yeah, I, I just think if Jones is the man at three, I think you, I think you then you just go in and get whoever your guy is out of that. Cool. So let's do a, a little prediction now then. At four, which team picks and do they pick a QB? If we had to say right now. Okay, I'm going to go um, the Panthers. And they obviously take whichever QB's left. <laughs> yeah, they'll take uh, Lance or Fields, I believe. Cool. I just wondering, do I trust the Falcons? I'm going to get the Falcons pick, and I think they pick Fields at QB because he's from that area, isn't he? He's from Georgia. I think he holds all the Georgia high school records for football. Um, so I think he was a Falcons fan growing up. So I reckon they might stick and just pick him and then have one more year with Matt Ryan, I think, and then say bye to him. Hopefully someone trades trades for him like the Colts did with, with Wentz, I think. That will be my guess. But I think they'll get a lot of calls on the night, definitely, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, let's move off our draft trades then uh, and go on to some team needs. Like I said, we're going to start with the AFC, go through each division. Um, well, actually, it's up to you how you do it. Team slash division. Uh, and we're going to talk about kind of who they need and where they might target in certain rounds of the draft. So pass over to you, mate. Start with the team needs. Yeah, so I'm going for AFC North first. And we've just touched on them. So the Bengals. So I've got here team needs desperately is interior offensive line and yeah. wide receiver uh, and edge rusher. But we know we could be here all day sometimes with the, the Bengals needs. But, um, no, I just think the interior offensive line has got to be a must for them. Obviously, now they've got Riley Reef, haven't they, at right tackle. And they did say that Jonah Williams is going to start at left tackle, which surprised me because, obviously, that's where the chase thing has now come from, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. We've got our starting tackle, so now we're desperately needing interior offensive line. So... You're not taking that, are you, at five? No, definitely not. I think Chase, for me, I think Chase is... I know we're not doing a mock right now, but I think Chase is almost a guaranteed pick for me, to be honest. He's done well in his pro day today as well, if anyone's seen that. His numbers today were freaky in the pro day, so... Oh, really? Yeah, he got like a 4-3-8-40, which is way quicker than they thought he'd go. And his broad and his, um, his standing jump as well, they both beat DK Metcalf from last year. Uh, so yeah he's looking more physical so I think they go wide receiver early and then they leave that interior till maybe round two or three because it's a deep class isn't it this year yeah I mean even in three you could get somebody decent like Myers from Ohio State but I think you go it in round two I mean you should have either Dickens Dickerson from uh, Alabama or Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma they should be there and there I mean there second and third best guards in the draft. You couldn't really argue with that pick. I mean, the 38th pick, they definitely should be able to get one of those two there. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, White Davis would be there as well, which is another one. And we've seen as well, a lot of teams like to kick a tackle from college, don't they, and put them into guard, especially if they've got short arms. And there's a lot of um, tackles in this year's draft that are really, really good that maybe have slightly too short arms. So you could even move certain people back, whether that's the Tevin Jenkins that's one that they've talked about, or Jalen Mayfield, he can play guard as well. So I think you're right. I think the first two picks for them are going to be receiver at five and then second round, take interior, and then maybe take another interior in round three or four, you know, just to get the depth because we all, we all know how important depth is in the O-line. Yeah, absolutely. 
Cool. All right, let's move on to your next team. So the next up, we've got the Browns, and I know how much you love PFF, and the and they said said about the Browns that they have one of the top five rosters in the NFL, believe it or not, if you could imagine that from the last <laughs> 10 years. Now. I mean, as well, like Cleveland, for the first time, I mean, they've got pick number 26 this year in the draft, which is just unheard of for them, isn't it? Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely and I've got crazy. Big- I think... Sorry, the big need I've got for the Browns is all across the defensive line. So the interior, but especially the edge, is where they are absolutely desperate. It's a deep edge class as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And picking 26th, I mean, depending on how the first 25 picks go, if it's QB heavy and maybe if then people start getting enamoured with wide receivers you might be able to get maybe like a Gregory Russo at 26 but he could be gone by then but you got his mate from Miami as well Jalen Phillips on the opposite side to him somebody like that at 26 I can see definitely yeah I agree I think Aziz Alari as well um, Jason Owe another player they'll all be going picks between probably 22 and probably 40 I think there's about six, isn't there, um, t- uh, edges that could go between those picks. And I think the Browns will probably get maybe their second choice of who they want. I think Rousseau might be gone, like you said. But after that, I think they've probably got the pick of who they want, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're really going to push this season, the Browns, aren't they? You can get a couple of those, get that defensive line sorted, and it might be the pick of the crop, finally, in the north. Potentially, yeah. I did see that another one of their needs is like the obviously interior defensive line. Do you think Christian Barmore from Alabama might be a fit that early in the draft at 27? Or you think that interior is just not valuable enough to, on oh no, a 26, sorry, interior is not enough to take in the first yeah, round? Not at all. I mean, he's really the only interior on the defense that's slated to go in the first, isn't he? But I mean, yeah. then, there's, then there's a few that they're stacking up in the second and the third. Nixon from Iowa and I think it's the guy from USC, the two fell. So, no, I think yeah. wait and go edge in the first round. Well, I mean, if the best edge rushes have gone, then you do go bar more, don't you? So it's all about what comes there for them. Yeah, it gives you a bit of flexibility, doesn't it, when you've got a deep roster. And this is the last year, I think, they'll have before they have to pay Baker Mayfield. So they should use, obviously, as much money and, and capital as they can to try and improve the defence, I think, whilst they've still got the money. Because... Uh, as we saw last year, the offense had really come on, but the defense struggled in the second half of the season. It wasn't very good at all. No, they didn't. So moving on to the next team, the Ravens. Really interesting <laughs> team because again, another obviously perennial playoff team, late first round pick, but they seem to have quite a few gaps to shore up. I mean, them again on the edge, but for me, wide receiver Sammy Watkins is not cutting in free agency. He's, I mean, that's fine for uh, to add him in as your third wide receiver, but um, they've, they've got Marquise Brown, Duvernay. Obviously, they like to get the tight ends involved, don't they, as well? Yeah, yeah, they always get Andrews involved. But for me, that's where they're lacking completely. And I think, I think they pick at 28th, I think they pick. 27, 20, yeah. 27, sorry, yeah, so... There's going to be plenty around there, but it's one of those things. It's you don't want Bateman or Kadarius Tony to be off the board by then, or maybe a Terrace Marshall. But 
if they if they have gone, if you go wide receiver crazy in the first round, then you're starting to push on draft, you? yeah, yeah, and then it's all about what you can get at the end of the second round. So I I believe that maybe they uh, even move up slightly if the wide receivers stop flying off the board. Yeah. I just think they need that weapon. Yeah, I agree as well. And I, I, unfortunately, he's my guy in the draft. We're going to learn this throughout the process. But I love Terrace Marshall Jr. And that's why I want the Chiefs to pick a 31, even though we need a tackle. Uh, and I think he's the perfect fit for the Ravens. Because they've already got um, Hollywood Brown, who, who's a very small receiver. He's very, very similar to Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore and Tony in terms of size and speed. So I'm not sure they'd want to pair them up with another receiver that's also quite small, slight, and, and speedy. I think they might want a bigger receiver. So I think Bateman or Terrace Marshall, for me, would be the fit. And I think if all those receivers go off the board, there's going to be edges left, aren't there? So they can just pick an edge then if they have to. Like If all those receivers go, there'll be loads of edges that are left because there's yeah, just not enough exactly. picks. Yeah, the guy uh, Ujulari from Georgia should all be there. I mean, there's only so many, so many players that can actually get picked before that, isn't there? So. <laughs> Who's your favourite receiver for them? If you could pick one of the, obviously, the, just say the front, the, the top three are all gone. Bateman, I don't think will be there either, to be honest, at 27. Who's your favourite option for, for them? Yeah, if, if Bateman's gone, I agree with you on Marshall Jr., obviously, because I actually really love uh, more at Purdue, but at 5'9", it's not yeah. ideal, is it? No, he doesn't, doesn't weigh a lot either, does he, when I saw his numbers? No. Cool. That leaves us with the last team then in this division, the the state, the famous Steelers with the Big Ben back at QB. Yeah, the Steelers. It's not often that they need kind of a rebuilding. I'm not saying a rebuild as such, but you know, I've got down here cornerback, tackle, running back, interior offensive line, linebacker, and they <laughs> definitely need a quarterback somewhere down the line. But yeah. looking at maybe cornerback as their main need because. They've always been known, haven't they, for a stout defence. But, I mean, what they got, Joe Hayden. Yeah, they lost Mike Kilton, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. they got, what, Alex Heiss. No, he's a linebacker, isn't he? So they got Justin Lane, sorry, at the other side. I just think that that's a big need for them. And there'll be some there at, where they pick at 24 and 55. So do you think they'll go corner? maybe in the first round, or you think the corner talent's not quite good enough and they might wait on that one to the second? What are your thoughts? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I like um, anyone who follows my page should know that I went to Northwestern for a year, so Greg Newsom, maybe oh, yeah. uh, at 24 could be. Well, he probably will be there. But yeah, no, probably. He's flying up draft boards now, though, isn't he? he yeah, he's well he is. Apart from that, there is some really good second-round talent, though. But it depends whether that's going to be whether that's going to last until the Steelers pick again, maybe around the mid fifties. So I don't think that. I also someone I really like is Asante Samuel Jr. from FSU, but I don't think he'll be there when they come to pick the second in the second round, pick fifty five. I can't see that. No, I don't think he'll be there. He'll be there first round for sure. I think Newsom might be there. Like I said, and doesn't when you see Newsom play, he's quite aggressive as well. He's a good ball hawk, so he seems almost like a stealer, doesn't he? If you just think of how Minka Fitzpatrick plays, I think Newsom's a, could actually be a perfect fit for their for their defense. I think. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I would just add that on, on my kind of extra list I wrote down was I know people are desperate for them to get a running back, but just don't draft a running back in the first round. You've got so many holes. I don't think they should do that. But for me, their tackle position, obviously they've lost Pouncey uh, interior. 
Villanueva still out there as a free agent at the moment. So I think they need to tackle quite badly. So for me, I would be looking if, if Newsom's gone and then you kind of don't want to overdraft. I don't think you want a Sante Jr. quite that early. So yeah. if Newsom's gone, for me, I think you just have to go best tackle because you'll have probably the fourth or fifth tackle left on the board at that point, you'd think. So, yeah, me, you'd, I, imagine, I, you'd imagine they'd have the choice, wouldn't you, from Jenkins down. Yeah, Jenkins, Redunce, Cosme, Eichenberg, all those guys, I think they'd have those. And you've got to protect Big Ben. I know he's only going to be there for one year, but we saw how bad he is under pressure and it's just not good. So I don't think they can risk that. So for me, if there's no corners, I would just go tackle because they're going to have to focus on the offence. They've got all those receivers. They can't just have terrible, terrible O-line play for me. But. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool, yeah. what's your next division? So we'll go on to the East and we'll start with the reigning defending East uh, champions, the Bills. And a big thing, really, from the Chiefs game, that was they just couldn't get the pressure up the middle on Mahomes, could they fall from the edge or up the middle? I just yeah. think that is a massive, massive need for the Bills just to be able to get that pressure and to alleviate the pressure then and to not bring blitz in all the time just to give the cornerbacks, you know, chance to be able to rush four is massive, isn't it? Just that with Ed Oliver, Jerry Hughes, I just don't think that they've got that. So they just need the defensive lot. I mean, the edge, really, it's just so important to them. I mean, where did they pick this year? It's obviously 30. 30. I mean, yeah, it's a worry, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, I had written down that the edge and corner were their biggest needs. I think that Jalen Phillips at Miami might be there at 30 because he's had so many head injuries. You just don't know where he's going to fall for me. Um, so I think if they get lucky and there's a bit of a maybe run on wide receivers like you said earlier and tackles as well because everyone needs a tackle, I think that they could have a chance that someone like Phillips or Ojolari could fall to them at edge. And I think you just got to pick that because like the Ravens have found out, you can't beat the Chiefs if you don't rush Mahomes well. And I think that's their next aim, isn't it? Just to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. That's what they need to do to get over the line, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I've got down that uh, wouldn't mind a third round pick for the Bills at wide receiver. To be honest, what are your thoughts that, there? A bit more speed, or you just think someone's yeah, going to speed, slot? speed. If you can get like a maybe a two-two Atwell from Louisville, something along those kind of lines. Did you see how much he weighed at his pro day? By the way, no. How much was it? One hundred and fifty pounds. Wow, one fifty. Yeah, one fifty like two or something. Yeah, it was low. But he'll be there in the third round though because of that for sure. Yeah, he will be there. He's he's good. It'd be interesting gadget plays alongside uh, Diggs, I think. Yeah, I like that pick. I think that another one, Jalen Darden, someone that I like. He's really really quick as well. I think he's got the second most amounts of yard after catch after Kadarius Tony this year, just because he's a five foot nine speed demon as well. So. He'll be there in the third round. So I think the third fourth round is, is ideal, isn't it, to pick one of those kind of speedy guys that aren't good enough to be your number one receiver. But if you've got digs, you don't need a number one receiver, do you? So. No, exactly. So cool. yeah, then moving on to the Dolphins. So really intriguing, to be honest, the Dolphins. I've got down, obviously, wide receiver, but they also... Every Dolphins fan that I follow is screaming for a running back. So I think that was my thoughts because they had the extra draft capital that they could maybe get. A, I could see them getting 
a Harris, but not now. They've traded. Do you know what I mean? They've traded they've yeah, yeah. a capital, haven't they, with the Eagles, even though they got more from. I just can't see them now spending the 18th pick on Harris, whereas I could before at a. Um, well, they had a bit more premium to it. But I think maybe at 36, I think they'll go running back. Yeah, I've got a feeling at least one of the two will be left as well, the big two. I quite like the, um, uh, I've forgotten his name now, the third receiver on my board I had quite high. Is it Carter? No, it's not Carter. It's, um, oh, I think he's a place for USC, isn't he? Hold on, let me get my list up. There's another running back who will definitely be there as well if the if the others go. Javonte Williams, yeah. A bit more of a pass-catching running back as well, which will help with their offence. Um, so, yeah, I quite like that. I think of 36, one of them will be there for sure. It's just whether you want to use that pick. Because have they only got one first-round pick now? No, they pick at 18 as well. Uh, okay, yeah, so they've got two. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't go running back that early, would you? No, but I, I did think that they wouldn't go it. But if they kind of were picking luxury-wise, that they could do that. But now I don't think they will. I think they'll go maybe on the edge. Cool. So if we think they go receiver... Uh, receiver, edge, running back in that order. We don't know who the players will be yet, but that sounds like quite a successful first three picks, doesn't it, for a team that's all, almost ready to go in, in Miami? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you can get those three nailed down with the first 33 picks, I mean, that's that's fantastic, isn't it? Getting the right edge rusher, I think, is going to be interesting. Yeah, Jalen Phillips, again, is another player that keeps getting mentioned, obviously, already in Miami. That'd be quite a cool fit as well, but I've said that of everyone because I think he's so good, but <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of picks as well, so they can risk picking someone like a Jalen Phillips. Someone anyone doesn't know, he had to retire due to concussions, so he's not necessarily going to be the safest pick, is he, in the first round? I think maybe at 18 could be a bit rich for him as well. But I've seen rumours they might want Newsom as well to be a third corner, but their, their secondary is too good. I don't think they should waste it on the secondary, personally. No, no, I agree with you. Cool, who's next? So then we've got the Jets, the holders of pick number two. <laughs> Zach Wilson, we think. He's got to be, really, hasn't it, for that. So, avoid yeah, so QB must be your number one need then, written down. <laughs> no, actually, do you know what? No, I actually don't mind um, Sam Donald. I've got here a cornerback edge yeah. and a wide receiver. And they, but they're your biggest needs. But obviously, holding the two pick, you're not going there, are you? No. So, no, I think cornerback... They got a second pick, haven't they? 23 in the first round? I think yeah, that's a perfect place for a corner. Yeah, they got 23 and then they got 34 as well. So that's really nice to fill in a couple of needs there, isn't it? Yeah, I had O-line as well written down. And maybe they want a younger interior O-lineman, but you can wait till the second round, can't you? Start the second round. They're all going to be there for you there. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, even if you're moving into the third round, they've got the second pick in the third round, but they've also got Seattle's pick again in the third round, 87. So... The Jets really should be retooled after this draft. This is the draft, again, isn't it? Like Similar to Miami, really, where if you're a Jets fan, you, you've just got to stay up for this whole whole draft night this weekend, that weekend, because their whole team's going to be remodelled if they get it right. Obviously, you've got to make the right picks, but on paper, they've got everything it takes to, to improve the team. But what corner would you think in if they do pick one late first round? Do you think JC Horn might be there? Because I know he had a good pro day as well. Yeah, he did. He he did. I mean, he's, I've seen him on a couple of big boards coming up to like maybe number 15, so there could be a push there. It's 
But like we said before, if everyone goes tackle, wide receiver, QB crazy, you're going to get pushed down on these defensive players, aren't you? You're going to have to pick undervalued ones, really. So if you can pick up Horn at 23, that's probably good value. Yeah, if Horn or, or Farley falls, that's amazing value. I think the Jets will probably probably snap them up straight away. Um, cool. Does that just leave the uh, the nemesis of the AFC left then? Yeah, it does. Patriots. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you saw, I mean, we spoke about it earlier. We saw Bill shaking his head, didn't we? Yeah. At the overthrow, I, I, I just I think the Pats pick at fifteen. I just don't think there's going to be a quarterback there. No, I don't either. I think they could trade that's, up or pick a second rounder. That's their biggest need, though, isn't it, really, now, quarterback? Because you can't keep bringing back Cam Newton on one-year deals. I don't think that's really... Jimmy G? Yeah. I just, I don't see I don't see Belichick going back, do you? I did, to be honest. But as time goes on, I think I'm wrong. I think that it doesn't look that way to me. I, I, do you think there's any chance they could try and... Maybe if Mac Jones does go at, at three... That they could try and trade up with like a Lions at seven or someone to, to make a QB, or you just don't see the Patriots making that sort of win now move? Well, the thing is, we don't know, do we? Because in the last 20 years, they've not needed to do that. So, it's nah, the- and they don't normally spend this big in free agency either, and they've gone out and done that. So, are they kind of thinking this is a quicker rebuild than they wanted it to be, maybe? Yeah, I mean, because sitting at 15 is such an awkward place, really, for their kind of needs because they do need a. Probably a cornerback is probably their second biggest need. So, yeah, you can. There'll be a couple of good cornerbacks there to be able to pick. I mean, if you can even fall all the way for certain at 15, I don't think he will. But if he was there, maybe they'd snap his hand off. But uh, the Patriots pick at 15 is really intriguing. I, I'm of the view that if Jalen Waddle's there, then he gets picked there for me. I think they, they need that extra weapon. Uh, I think that would look good if they got a weapon in there with Jalen Waddle. For me, that that'd be a good one. No safety is another one that I've seen on draft boards for the Patriots. But you can't be picking a safety at fifteen. This is not. That's not winning. That's not going to win you football games if you do that. But I quite like Waddle there. Are there any late round QBs? Just so they don't pick one at fifteen and they don't trade, and they obviously want to start Cam. Are there any late rounds? Because you've also got Kyle Trask, Davis Mills from Stanford is another guy that people talk about. What are your thoughts on on late round QBs? <laughs> I'm just not sure what they're going to do. Because, <laughs> yeah, you can go for Trask. It doesn't seem like the... the because, like I said, I missed the Brady for 20 years. We just don't know what Belichick's going to do. So, obviously, they've got the backup now. What His name's just slipped out of my head. What's the... Oh, the, pa- the Patriots one, the yeah. Jared Stidham. Yeah, Stidham, of course. Yeah, so he just doesn't look like he's going to develop under the... Patriots at all, so oh, I just can't see them going like Trask in the second round. I don't know what it is. I just can't see them. If Trask, if he fell to the third round, maybe I could see it there. But I think, yeah, I think Trask could... or Davis Mills, to be honest, in the third round is not a bad option if they're there, is it? Yeah, it's not a bad option. I just don't see that as being in attack mode, like you no. mentioned, that they've been in this off season. Yeah, it's crazy. I could see them picking it eight. I could see them picking it. 13, I could see them picking at 26, trading back. I think they're just like the kind of unknown, aren't they? The draft picking bang in the middle. I think they could do loads of things. So I think they're going to be interesting to watch, aren't they? When it comes to draft night, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd, I'd love a Patriots draft up. Can you imagine that? We've never, never seen it before. Just giving three first round picks away. 
No, that'd be crazy. I couldn't even imagine that if you'd told me that a few years ago, but it seems more and more common that it might happen now. Uh, Bit of breaking news, by the way. Tyler Lockett just signed their four-year, $69 million extension in Seattle. So uh, try and keep Russ happy there with that deal, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice deal. It is, for sure. Cool. Should we move on to the next division? Yeah, absolutely. And we've got the South. Saving the best division till last. I like it. Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm sorry to have to start this off with the Texans because the list of Texans, obviously, I've actually just written down everywhere. Have you seen where their first pick in the draft is, though? Where exactly is it? Pick 67 is their first pick in the draft. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They got three six rounders, so I probably package my six rounders and my third rounder to come up mid second just to get a bit more quality. But what's just the point, I guess, when, when they're as bad as they are? I don't know. Well, I mean, when you're as bad as you are, you, it's not just picking in the sixth round that's going to make you any better, is it? So no, true, true. I just think that they basically thought, right, we we're going to add loads of players, and if we convince Watson to stay. We might have improved the roster. Who knows? <laughs> they signed like 31 players, the, the most ever this offseason. And the other idea was, uh, if not, we'll trade Watson before the draft and then we'll have loads of picks to improve the team, which is, a, I guess, a fair thing to think. But with all the news going around with Watson's court cases and, and civil issues, I think that it's almost screwed them even more, hasn't it? Because they're just not in a position to do anything now. They can't go all in. They can't tank. They're kind of just sat there waiting and they've got no picks. So... Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably pick a QB in round three or four, just in case you trade <laughs> Watson. Your only pick that you've got, you might as well pick a quarterback, haven't we? So. Although, if they pick a QB with their first pick and they've only got one, like two picks before the fifth round, the whole world's going to be like, right, when's Watson getting traded? Because yeah, there's no exactly. way he'd do that. But yeah, I agree. There's not a lot they can do to improve the team. I had written down they desperately need defense, whether whatever that means, corners and edges, but. Like I said, third round, there'll be a few corners there. Fourth round, there'll be loads of like developmental edges. Um, but yeah, there's not, they can't do a lot without having to pick in the first two rounds. So they're let's move on from there. Games, are they, this season, I don't think. No, they're, they're going to be down there, aren't they? For, for, to the record, for the worst record in the league, especially if Watson either does get traded late after the draft or if Watson is banned from playing or sits out. I think they could win. It could be the first 0-17 team we've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, man, that just sounds bad, doesn't it? It's not right yet. It's not ready. Cool. Who's your next team, then? Yeah, so I'm going the Colts, and I'm going tackle is a big need. Yeah, definitely. Costanzo retired, hasn't he? So that's... Yeah, yeah, but I thought, actually, they might get Villanueva to plug in, but that's not happened yet, has it? So picking, picking at 21, they should be able to... I mean, I think you've just got to go tackle at 21. Yeah, I agree completely. Someone who's played left tackle in college as well, not someone who's played right. Someone like a Sam Cosme, someone like that, you know. I, I like Cosme for the Chiefs at 31, but I think he could be gone off the board and it's the Colts that I think that might pick him. I think it's a perfect fit for them. And there's loads of tackles they can pick up. Whoever they, It's almost like the top four would probably be gone and then whoever you like out of the rest, just pick him with your pick and just move on rather than try and get cute and trade back like they do every year. And they need to just pick best tackle available. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, you're a, if you're Indianapolis, I mean, surely, I mean, you're in win now mode, aren't you? After the last couple of seasons, after a while, especially after this season just gone past. So, 
surely yeah. offensive line. I think I think if they're gonna move back, I would only move back a couple of spots because it'd be too risky otherwise. I've got yeah, they've, they've still got loads of cap space as well, by the way, to extend all their current players. That seems to be the plan to get Nelson a big deal and Leonard a big deal, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, then you got you just need someone sitting next to Nelson really, don't you? Just shoring up that line and then just protecting Wentz and then whoever comes after Wentz when he's no good. So <laughs> what do you um what do you see as their second biggest need? Because I kinda got wide receiver or edge defender in down here, but I'm yeah, interested to see got, which one. Yeah, I've got wide receiver as a second. And you see that, that probably round two need for you if they go tackle round one. Yeah, fifty fourth fifty fourth pick. I yeah, there'd be a few left there. You'll be able to get a nice wide receiver there. I mean, apart from that, if if the top maybe like seven has gone with Elijah Moore being the seventh, then you might be pushing up for like a St. Brown at USC, who's probably not slated to go that high. So probably just need to see how it goes. Yeah, he, he's a good fit. Tylen Wallace or him probably in that sort of range. Will be. You hope they both be there for you. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. What's your next team? Is it so, the, the team with another load of picks? It, the team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they got four foot picks in the first forty-five this year. Crazy. Yeah, they have. It's a lot of it's second round, isn't it? But it's yeah. I'm just having a quick look through now. Yeah, one twenty-five, forty-five, thirty-three. I mean, that is they got some going to fill some gaps there. I've got obviously you ignore quarterback that's going to be the first pick, obviously. So then I've got tackle, tight end, and safety. Yeah, I agree. They need someone to protect Lawrence, don't they? For sure. Probably a right tackle, I guess. Yeah, right tackle. And then, I mean, apart from that, then you're kind of looking at the tight ends and saying after hits, it really does drop off. Obviously, you've got Brevin Jordan, Pat Freemoth from Penn State. But if you can pick. If you can get one of those two with your fourth pick there, I think they will. Yeah. Well, Pat Fryer moves a good fit with the blocking element as well with Trevor Lawrence. I think I like that. Um, this could be the team we see take safety in the first round as well because Trevon Morig is, is definitely going to go in the first probably 35 picks. They've got pick 25 and 33. So I wonder if they go kind of offense obviously first with, with the QB. Then they try and target maybe defense with that safety. And then you've got tight end and tackle, 33-45, I think. It would work well for me. Yeah, especially at tackle at 33, there should be Mayfield, Cosme, Eichenberg. One yeah. of those three surely will be there. Yeah, or the, I think one or two of those three will be there. If not, you've got Reduns as well. Another good yeah. option for them. North Dakota, yeah. And that'll be the first round in the second, uh, first pick and second round as well. So you don't have that expensive fifth-year option. So if it doesn't work out, then you're in a fine position financially. If it does work out, obviously, same as always, you have to extend them, but that's just football. So I think that if they go tackle at 33 and tight end at 45, I think that would be a good second-round pick for the Jags. I'm interested to see what they do with Meyer, though. He's, he's an interesting guy. I don't think you can ever work out where he's going to go, to be honest. If he's got full control of the draft, he could be reaching, do you not think, <laughs> players that he likes. Yeah, Pat Fryer moves at, at first round to late on. That's quite funny. <laughs> Or yeah. all people that have played at colleges that he's coached at as well. I, he's probably got good links with scouting departments, obviously, at Ohio State. So I wonder if we could see some reaches like a Sean Wade or someone later on, maybe in the draft. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it's a good position to be in. And obviously, being from 
the UK, there's loads of Jags fans over here, aren't there, now with the London game. So I think that this will be another team that draft night, that the fans are just staying up all night, won't they, to watch every pick because they've got so many. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on. I think this is the last team in the division, is that right? Yeah, last team in the division, the Titans, down. And I've got wide receiver and cornerback equally as important, yeah. really. Almost the hardest to draft at times, though, aren't they? Everyone wants those two positions as well. Yeah, they are, and it's a tricky spot they're in in the 22nd pick, so you're kind of waiting to see what falls, aren't you, really? More than actually jumping up and grabbing your one guy. Yeah, you could be a similar situation we spoke about earlier, where you could be waiting to see if it's Newsom. If Newsom's gone, then oh, we pick a receiver. If Newsom's not gone, we pick Newsom. Or if they like Elijah Moore or Bateman, for example, they might hold on, see if they fall. Uh, I think I agree. I think they'll just wait and see who's the best player at corner or receiver at 22. And then whichever one they don't pick, they'll pick them at 53 for me. Yeah, exactly. Because there should be some good cornerbacks around the mid-50s area. So guy from Syracuse, I can't remember his name, but then you've got Molden at Washington and Robinson UCF, so it should be pretty... Yeah, it's a tough place, actually, when because they're big needs for them as well, especially wide receiver, so it's... Free agency wasn't kind to them for those two positions at all, was it? No, not at all, so... And I could see them going tight end late on as well, so... Yeah, it wouldn't shock me, actually, a player in the second round if they go corner first round there's a player called Amari Rogers, receiver out of Clemson he might be like a third round pick maybe yeah um, he I don't know if you've seen any photos from his pro day but he is absolutely huge and apparently he's been talked about playing receiver and running back so how crazy would it seem if the Titans went receiver who's also absolutely huge and could do running back snaps when Henry's off the field that just seems like a, a Titans move to me I think seems like they'd uh, absolutely love that <laughs> yeah. cool yeah so right. then Moving on to your division, the West. We'll start with the Broncos. Really intriguing. (laughs) Yeah, QB. I've also got (laughs) linebacker and safety. But, uh, yeah. They've got a really good roster, you know, now, this team. Really good roster. Yeah, they have. Especially for for having the pick number nine. You've got to nail that pick, haven't you? You've just got to trade up. Me. Even if it's the seven, I would be offering the Lions to seven. I think at seven, there'll be one QB left. And I know if you trade up to seven, you end up with Matt Jones. It's like, oh, great. But I promise you, Matt Jones will be better than Drew Locke this year. And that's how bad I think Drew Locke is. Um, or, you, or you offer everything, don't you, to go up to where Atlanta pit? That's your other option. I don't think you can leave the first round without a QB. Obviously, the dream is one to four to nine, isn't it? That's the dream. But I think with Carolina picking one pick ahead of them, for me, there's no way they get one of those receivers at nine for me, but, but we'll have to see. Mac Jones is the only one I think that could fall that far, personally. Yeah, I agree with you there. So it's, I mean, then if you're packaging it up to move up someone for a start, obviously, yeah, you're going to give future first, up, but you're giving that 40th pick up, aren't you? That's what someone's going to want because that's a nice pick there, second round. 40th pick, you start giving that up, then you don't pick again now till the 71st pick. And it's, yeah, it's a really intriguing. It's kind of. It's all they need almost. I know linebacker's ideal, but they've still got a good, good defense without a linebacker, you know? I think, it, I think they pick Micah Parsons if all the QBs are gone for me. Yeah, that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice pick for them. I mean, 
two months ago, you'd have never said you were going, they wouldn't get a QB, would you, at nine? It seems crazy. Mm-hmm. But now it's looking like they could just be left with the last one unless they don't move up. So, What are your thoughts if they get left with, with uh, Trey Lance, obviously, least experienced? Could we actually see Drew Locke starting again, even if it's for four or five games? Because Lance is so new, isn't he? And I think yeah. Played one, he played one game last year because of the, no. the COVID issue. Not going to shock me if Drew Locke would be the starter at the start of the season. I mean, I could expect that anyway, because he's. I think they'd probably go that with whoever they've got, even if they trade up. I could see Locke being the starter because he he feels like someone that's easy to remove. Yeah, I think if we we could see after six games the offense being like Trey Lance, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judah, Jerry Judy, Casey Hamler. And no fan. That's just a that's a very good offense, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice offense, isn't it? And they've already got a nice defense. So yeah, it's rounding up. But I mean, you have no choice in that division but to round up now, have you? Yeah, I think with Herbert looking better than most people thought as well, you've got to get QB, haven't you, and just go offense in that division, I think. Yeah, definitely. So then I've got your team, the Chiefs. And I've got nice. here tackle. Interior <laughs> offensive line and wide receiver, and I also had linebacker, but that's kind of a more of a fourth option. Yeah, I exactly what you said there. Fourth option, I think fourth round pick. I'd be shocked if the Chiefs didn't pick a linebacker because they want to get younger for the position. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously I'm biased, and I love Terrace Marshall, so I'm I'm begging for him at 31. As a neutral, at 31, are you kind of with most Chiefs fans that just say, we need a tackle at 31, similar to the Colts? Is that, would that be your view as an as a unbiased fan? Yeah, completely unbiased. I think the Chiefs would be best set to pick a tackle because then maybe the difference between picking an end-of-first-round tackle and an end-of-second-round tackle could be massive. Whereas yes. there still could be wide receivers at the end of the second round that could contribute highly this season I mean at the end of the second round if you're going tackles I could only think of like Jackson Carlin and Clemson could be there maybe Little from Stanford but yeah, th- they'll be the only two I think yeah and, and and if they're gone by that stage if maybe there's a couple of pushes up because the rest of the tackles are gone people are getting desperate the drop off of that after that's quite big so it's. I do think that it'd be smart to go tackle at thirty-one, but I can understand that you want that weapon there, the extra weapon. Yeah, definitely. I think the thing at the moment they haven't signed. Uh, all the reporters say that they're, they're trying to sign uh, Villanueva or Russell Okun to play uh, left tackle. Um, I think that if they don't sign those two, one of those two, there's just no way you can go out the first round without a tackle for me. But if they do sign a veteran, they could pick the other one. The other rumour is, and this is my second need joint with receiver, uh, is edge. They do need another ed- young edge defender opposite Frank Clark. And it wouldn't shock me if they went edge in round one. I wouldn't do it, but the edge class is very good, isn't it? Between picks 25 and like 40. And then after that, it does take a drop off to like the third or fourth round. So yeah, it, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't shock me. I mean, we're not talking about a team picking in the top five here. The Chiefs have probably got the best roster in the NFL, so you kind of just can get the best value of what you need there. So, yeah, it pro- wouldn't shock me. What are your views on a team like, for example, like the Chiefs or another team like the Bills as well, 
trading back from 30-31 for a team that maybe wants to take even a, another player that's available or if they want to take like a six QB. What are your thoughts on a team like the Chiefs trading back? Maybe it's like the 40th pick and getting extra late picks. Do you think that's something that a team like them should do because they're so top-heavy roster-wise? Or you think uh, they should just stick? I wouldn't do it if I was the Bills because I think they need that. But well, it depends on the state of the edge rushers left between if you could get the 40th pick versus the 30th. If the top guys have gone, then maybe it would make sense. But yeah, I can see the Chiefs someone doing that gives you an extra late round pick for maybe like you know maybe like a Detroit moves up at 41 or something like that that wouldn't that wouldn't scare me too much cool well all I'll it's say not is not exciting though as a fan is it no if they pick Mark uh, it's annoying isn't it if you stay up for the first round and it's about 4.30am and it comes on your telly the Chiefs have traded the pick and they're picking at 41 you just stayed up all night that's not <laughs> not, not the best but it's all about the team, I guess, but we'll see. I, I could see them trading. There's another rumour they might try and trade up with someone like Washington or Chicago to try and uh, either get the receiver they love at 19-20 or tackle they love at 19-20. That wouldn't shock me either. We, we've got Brett Veach as a very uh, <laughs> adventurous GM, so he doesn't mind taking risks. But yeah, I agree with all your, your needs then. Um, who's the next team? Is it the team that decides to get rid of all their O-line? Uh, no, I've left them till last weekend. Oh, we're going the Chargers, and I've got tackle, and I've got cornerback. Yeah, I think. Well, they pick thir- they pick thirteen. Is that right? Uh, yeah, thirteen. That's a prime spot for Rashawn Slater if the Eagles don't pick him at twelve. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't see the Eagles going Slater. So that and you get him at thirteen if you if you're the Chargers, you you realize yeah, that's, that's one of the. Uh, that comes out immediately like A plus grade, isn't it? That comes out. That's what you're gonna get there yeah. for the charges. And then I think you'll be able to get some nice cornerbacks at pick number forty seven. So should be able to get maybe like Campbell from Georgia or, or maybe even Samuel Junior again like I yeah. mentioned earlier. So I think you can fill your needs nicely. It's a nice spot to be sitting there. Thirteen. Yeah, it is I agree. I think it's something Samuel Jr. may be around them as well. I think they'll be praying that he falls. They could even trade up a couple of spots if he does start to fall. That's always an option. I think that's a, that'd be a good player. Uh, and then in two years in a row, you've come out with your, your hopeful franchise QB and uh, Justin Herbert, and then your franchise left tackle in Slater. Like, you can't ask for more, can you, as a team, if you're a fan of a team? Plugging in there for 10 years, that's all you can ask for, isn't it? That's, that's exactly what you want. Obviously, their other first-round pick, Kenneth Murray, <laughs> linebacker, not quite the same impact positional-wise, but the Chargers always make one mistake every off-season, it seems. So <laughs> that's just, that was theirs last year. But yeah, I agree. I think tackle, for sure. I, I, there's rumours that people like Rashawn Slater even better, like similar level to Saul. So if Slater's off the board and they're picking at 13, where do you think they go then? Do you think they'll be, I guess, they go one of the top corners then in that sort yeah, of situation? Yeah, well, they'll probably get the... So, I'm, 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 I'm expecting Dallas to be yeah, certain. So you'd get the whoever you had the second-rated cornerback. I suppose you'd go that. It's a nice place to be in, isn't it? Yeah, and offensively, I think left tackles the clear need, and then defensively, corner is is a clear need. So I think when you have those two obvious places, you just know where to go, don't you? In the first round, if it falls to you. Yeah, absolutely. And then it leads them to beating the last team in the AFC, the Raiders, to a tackle. Because, I mean, 
that's what they need, isn't it? Yeah. Offensive line across the board, but then if you go in, Saul's going to go somewhere, obviously, early, and if they pick Slater up, and then if someone... Christian Derrish, yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah, Derrish, I think he's the... Per- he might be there at 17, might he? That's a, he I've, ever I've seen him go is between, like, 13 and 20, so... But you've got the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Cardinals between the Chargers and the Raiders. So if you if you're Vegas, there you're sitting and you're hoping, aren't you, for Darashaw? Because yeah. otherwise, then what do you do? I mean, they could trade up, couldn't they? But in their situation, you don't want to be giving up picks. No, PFF has their second need as interior defensive line. I would just love it if they pick Christian Barmore at 17 because that the O-line then and the offence would just... Oh, God, they just killed themselves a little bit if they do that. But it wouldn't shock you, would it, Mayock, picking a, an Alabama big unit guy? Isn't it Alabama and Clemson guys they always love to pick, right? Yeah, it loves the, whoever's in the national championship game. That's uh, the only Barmore. game of season. I'm putting a bet on Barmore to go to the Ravens, £10 on whatever odds are. Well, i just got to do it. It's going to happen. I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the needs here for the defence, but... Yeah, need... linebacker as well is another one, but you're not going to pick a linebacker at 17, are you? For me, well, you know. I mean, if Parsons falls that low, you can't see it, can you? No, the other one is what, Arusa Koromoa is probably the second best linebacker, you think? Notre Dame guy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just having a look, actually, though, in the third round, um, Raiders have got pick 80 and 81, so they could kind of give that up if they need, if they were desperate to move up in the first yeah. Even they should, they should trade back, shouldn't they, or, or trade up? You shouldn't have two picks back to back. It doesn't seem productive. No, no, not at all. So I'd imagine that they'll package one of those up to do something with. We've got to protect the franchise QB, Derek Carr, the, the main man. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe they'll go uh, Kyle Trask at seventeen. He's maybe watched <laughs> a bit of SEC football last. <laughs> Oh god, Gruden, comedy guy. Ten year contract, only six years to go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, I think that's the AFC done then. Yeah, that's the old hook. Nice. I think the plan is we'll we'll come back next episode, uh, do the NFC as well, and maybe add another segment where we talk about our favourite players in the draft and stuff. But yeah, that was good. I think that the AFC for me is the better conference. I think some of the NFC needs are going to be more glaring on the defensive end because I, I found us talking about tackle a lot on the AFC then, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously there's only so many to go around, isn't there? So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, plan is that'll be on our next episode. Uh, remember to go follow us at go for 2 podcast um, Also go follow at Mugs NFL as well if you want to see some uh, some photos of Patrick taking three-pointers now on his new basketball hoop. I've not missed a shot yet either, so it's going to <laughs> Michael Jordan of Manchester. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. I'll speak to you soon, guys.